say can you this is Debates on Tap. It is good. It's very good. Podcast where we drink, we argue, and someone wins. Prowler. I like to know them first before I prowl them. Well, but that's the bit. Welcome to Debates on Tap. This is a wait. I see. What's more essential, cheering a cherry stem with your tongue or pulling a whole banana peel out of your mouth? Oh, the banana Sans peel. Sans banana. Oh, oh uh, wow. Lacing a boot. With your mouth is probably the most sensual. <laughs> I mean, it's day two. Oh, that's not how we're actually going to start. Sure. It is. <laughs> Speaking of sensuality, I am just looking at my boys, and you guys are looking good. You're looking sharp. You got a good shade of green on. Blue? Green? That's green. That's green. I was unable. You to got sh- a good shade of blue. I was able to shower today. You don't need it, baby. <laughs> That musty smell gets me going. Got that Elon Musk on you. <laughs> I hope he's not going blow on up. you. But, you know, what's more sensual than being free? A lot of things. A lot uh, of things think, are more yeah, sensual. I think the boot thing we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lacing a boot with your tongue. <laughs> Woo! That gets you going, doesn't uh, it? Especially those knee-high boots that take forever. Yeah. I don't, I don't need any of that cherry stem in the mouth. No, no, no. I don't need to see you eat a strawberry. No, no, no. <laughs> I want you to do do something, accomplish right. something. Get those bootstraps, pull yourself up by them, <laughs> and with lace your, them with, with your mouth. With your tongue, and get after it. Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> do you, is there sensuality in food for you guys, watching people eat food? I think it's disgusting, but it's yeah. always that thing in like movies of about eating, a, like you just said, strawberry. Well, because it's, it's not about eating. <laughs> Right. What's it about? It's about putting it in the mouth. Yeah. It's about the it's about the act before, you know, when you rub it around the lips. Less less and teeth you like involved. just get it in and out, you know. I don't I I guess I'm still not following. It's but. about the lips, not the teeth. <laughs> That's the difference. And the tongue. And the t- yeah. And lips and tongue with soft open. parts. Right. Okay. But if you get the mouth sounds, that's whenever you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, done, yeah, I'm yeah, done yeah. with that. Spitting out food particles. <laughs> Speaking of mouth sounds, this is day two of <laughs> And uh, debates on tap. This is our Freedom Week, baby, and right. we're so free. Day we're free two. balling. We can do whatever we want. Uh, this is a podcast where we drink, we argue, and someone wins. I'm Brian. I'm Brendan. And I'm Vargas. And just like every day of Freedom Week, we have a super special guest, a super special friend mm-hmm. of the show. Mm-hmm. You know him. You love him. <laughs> His name is David J. Hey, guys. Freedom Week, I love America, America. Controversial. You love America so much, you brought us to drink high C. No, no, what I really brought, pops. I brought a Scottish ale called <laughs> Wallace, because it's Freedom Week. Oh, I get it. Oh, sorry, wrong country. Wrong like that movie, The Patriot. Freedom. So no, I brought everyone's favorite, and I iced all you guys with Red, white, and berry. Smirnoff. Boy. Ice. Which is why we're recording this entire episode on one knee and also at a frat party. Yep. In tank tops. <laughs> right. I can't remember the last time I had a Smirnoff ice. I'm sure I was quote unquote iced by someone. If you don't know what that is, it's someone sneakily hands you a Smirnoff ice sneakily. or gets it, gets it into your hands. Mm-hmm. And if they do, you have to chug the whole thing on one knee. And they say, you got iced. Now, it also happens when you get engaged and you put ice on your fiance's finger. They say you got iced. Fun fact. <laughs> they don't. They don't say that. I'm pretty sure whenever you got engaged. Didn't let me let me recall when we were at the sushi restaurant. Uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I had the, the people bring out 
some something since surprise Molly like oh this is a special moment you got iced also can you can I ice you also a fun tradition if I'll you let just you decide throw, which one was which if you throw ice cubes <laughs> at couples getting engaged that's yeah. a new tradition I think we should start you know I was wondering why you did that when <laughs> Mal and Molly and I got I'm really trying to get it started uh, Dave I uh, I hate these <laughs> oh they're not that they're too sweet not bad they're too sweet Stop it's gonna it. make you sick it's gonna make your tummy upset later yeah oh and your tum tum upset. It's going to be upset. And I'm going to let you hear about it. Can I tell you guys a funny story about, about icing? Boy, yeah. So uh, I don't know if you guys heard. Um, recently, there was a pandemic. <laughs> hmm? No, baby. We're really? so free. We don't even worry about that kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, Not even worried about it. So my dad was home from work, like the most of us, for the last like year or whatever. And his company tried to do you know, the virtual get-togethers, and that didn't work. Um, so they had their you know, fun times committee or whatever, uh, yeah. drive to different people's houses Jesus Christ. and bring them beers. Cause oh, that was their boy. thing. They had beer Friday. So they'd bring beer into the office and drink it for the last hour of work or whatever. Wow. So they drove to people's houses <laughs> and what they did was they took a, took a smear of ice mm-hmm. and they put it on the, the stoop of people's houses with a note that right. said you got iced. Well, they did that to my dad and I was home. And what my dad did was pick it up, slam the whole thing, then read the note. <laughs> and then he turned to you and said, what's icing? <laughs> so the, the little girls on the like, you know, fun times committee, they're like, they see my dad just pounding this. Right. Off. They come running out of the truck. They're like, no, you have to get down on one knee and you have to. And my dad is like. I already finished it. <laughs> I'll take another if you got Sorry, it. All right. Yeah, I'm done with this. Because they were uh, like recording, and that was their thing. They were recording it, and they do distribute the videos to the office as fun for times. For blackmail. Yep, as blackmail. There is a small backstory to why you brought this blue-colored Smirnoff ice. Would you care to elaborate, or do you want us to yell at you? Well, I'm known for bringing pretty trashy beers, starting with the red beers that Vargas used to get covered in when he worked at the distributorship. <laughs> yep. I think when you brought that, Dave, we all almost threw up. I probably almost threw up because I drank all the ones that you guys oh, wouldn't Oh, yeah, drink, that's right. So. We, we took some sips and we're like, nah, this isn't for us. And then I pounded the rest. <laughs> and then Clamato beer? Is that the same that's beer? The that's, red, that's the red beer. Yeah. yeah. And then now we have blue beer because this is a very good blue flavor. Or red, blue white, and berry. Color. is <laughs> the flavor. Red, white, and berry. We're red, white, and very excited you came on, Dave. This is the drink that parents bring to the zoo when they take their kids when you're this eating is the Lunchables. One? Yeah, if you throw it in like a sippy cup or something, you could definitely just pass it off as your kid's juice. Yeah, if you want your kid to fall asleep real early, you just give them a little of this and mm-hmm. rub a little on their gums so they don't <laughs> taste it. It's probably like 0.1% alcohol. It's four and a half. Hmm. Oh, shit. Oh, well. That'll shut a kid up. Glad we're, I'm glad we're all basically sucked ours down five minutes into the podcast. Well, what are you going to do? You know? When you make a sugary, delicious drink, you got to. What? Uh, so, what have you been up to, friend? You, you, what have you been watching? What you been reading? What you been listening to? Um, I did just watch the newest episode. They did a follow up episode of um, 
Oh, what's the? It's a documentary Michelle McNamara did. Um, oh, I'll be gone in the, the dark. dark yeah. Um, to kind of update on the situation, and they elaborated a lot of the um, thing that kind of got her into mm-hmm. criminology. Of the, there were some rapes and murders in her neck of the woods in Oak Park, uh, Illinois, which is just a suburb um, outside Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I'm hoping that they, because it's still an unsolved murder, and they've kind of the police department like refuses to like um, oh the oak park stuff is yeah the oak oh. park they refuse to release the um, information so the primary uh-huh. of this thing besides the sentencing of the golden state killer was mm-hmm. talking about this case that kind of got her into it and so i kind of hope they go into it more cuz it's very interesting to me about how horrible the police departments were back then of just like they back literally then. Uh, yeah only well, back then I mean they fixed everything like, <laughs> you didn't hear that, like it hasn't like that they literally said that they wanted Oak Park to be like a community where people go and it was safe and all that. so they basically instead of saying hey let's catch this person so it doesn't happen and it's an actual safe community let's ignore all the evidence and act like nothing happened and then Perfect. we can have more people get raped and murdered sure, and act like yeah. it was you know someone else so they like a guy who is a private detective has found like. 13 cases that are like similar all around the Chicago areas and suburbs to it. And so it's pretty interesting and that they're still very like, they're literally in court with um, the police department of trying to get that information released Mm -hmm. to them because they're just going to know how mishandling that they did with it. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I'll say this, there's no way that it's the police chief from Oak Park committing those crimes. No chance. It's one, somebody inside. It's funny you say that because that was, I turned (laughs) to my wife and I said, I wonder how many of these old cases, because obviously the golden state killer, he was a police department person. Right. And they feel like, and I'm like, I wonder how many of these cases. And I thought of like, um, Oh, what is like, um, uh, what's the the guy with all the hieroglyphic type writing? The Zodiac, Zodiac killer. Like well, how many like of these type Mark of Anthony or something like that? serial killers were worked for the police department and they weren't caught because right. yeah. they were or become senators or the president. Who we who were? That's no, not for us to say. Ted. We're just spitting theories. We're just saying. Right. Um, I mean, well, we're saying Ted Cruz is a Zodiac killer. <laughs> We're saying all kinds of facts on this show. That's what we're saying. And if there's one thing about people that, you know, whether they listen to podcasts about true crimes or whatever, we watched a documentary on Netflix because we watched mm-hmm. that documentary. And obviously, luckily, by the time it aired, there, it, you know, the case was pretty much solved and they right. found the killer and right. stuff. So you had that satisfaction of people getting relief from it. But we watched a documentary about an art robbery in Boston. I, Dude, that shit is insane. It. And they still have never found the person, mm-hmm. and they've rated. And it's you watch six series, and then they're like, it's all like hypothetical, and you think, oh, the next one, they just get sure. you to keep watching. And then there's not to be a spoiler, but they haven't caught the people yet. Right, right. It, it's like the biggest art hit heist in history. Yeah. What's and, it? And what? They, what's the? What's it called? I think it's called "This Is a Robbery," right? Something like that. Oh. But it it just like it happened in like. Like on St. Patty's Day, like in '94 yeah. or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and just like dudes like walked into a museum, acting as cops, acting as cops, well, tied up, a- acting. <laughs> tied, tied so up the cops night walked guard. into a museum. <laughs> cops walked into a museum, <laughs> tied up the night guard, and stole like millions of dollars worth no of shit. art, and they just had no idea who did it. They've never found it. They haven't questioned Catwoman. <laughs> well, 
She's too busy being eaten out by Batman. <laughs> and like literally everyone connected to it. They uh-huh. believe there's a mob connection, but no one would ever sure. say anything. And all like most it. of those people are dead now. So there's like oh, the per- yeah. and like the when, one when person. did when did all this happen? Ninety four. Yeah, like ninety four. Oh, and then literally okay, okay. like in it was like twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. they had like a big press. They're like and they like raided this guy's house had this like underground like vault under his storage mm-hmm. shed like literally the, the, all the people are like high five and they set up a press conference found nothing oh yeah, it was, a, Rivera it was thing. a real Geraldo <laughs> Rivera yeah. for sure and so like but like complete like letdown it's like right. I just watched four hours mm-hmm. six hours of this documentary to get no like that's, satisfaction that's what I watched this uh, I think it's on HBO as well it's like, called My Mother's Murder or something like that I can't remember what exactly it's called but uh, I can't remember if I talked about it on here or not, but it's four episodes and it's super compelling. And it's basically about this guy's mom was murdered in her front yard and no, and it happened like back in 2006 or something like that. No idea what happened, who did it, anything like that. And it's, it's, and it's basically one that's like still unsolved. They have no idea. They have ideas. And basically she was going through a nasty divorce with the, with the filmmaker's dad. He was the the guy who's making it his mom. Um, they, they were going through like a nasty divorce and stuff like that. And her dad was like, you, through the course series, you find out his dad's like this con man and scam artist and stuff like that. And he does not talk to the police, wants nothing to do with the police and they can't get anything done. They have no idea. So, but it's another one of those. Yeah. You, it's like, who, who knows, man, you know? Um, but it's funny that, you know, we, we talk about, you know, the police so lovingly on this podcast and how, you know, an FBI, uh, investigation found that majority of the police were involved with the KKK white supremacists. So who knows who's committing what? these crimes? You know what I mean? Like who who what? can say who is committing these crimes against people and everyone? So we can. What? It's the police. <laughs> <laughs> but I I would bet I would bet money that you could br- I, I I again causation does not equal correlation. That's a big deal. But there's a lot of probably unsolved murder cases that police just went. I don't know. Probably because they went, oh, that's fucking John who did this. Like, hey, well, you know, in fairness to the police, you can only get murdered once. <laughs> it's not like it's going to be a repeat crime. Hey, well, that's, not, that's I mean, a fact. You are not wrong. <laughs> sometimes with this crime scenes, many times sometimes people are stabbed. You would think that they would have risen from the dead. Because... <laughs> <laughs> nope, it never happens. No. That's what, Molly's been rewatching Dexter. And oh. if you, it's really funny because Dexter is probably one of the, like, if you take all of his murders into account, is the most prolific serial killer in the world. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah. And then outside of that, just the crimes that happen at in Miami are like some of the worst. <laughs> like in the show, or the worst, and like whenever you actually break it down, it's like don't index or don't move to Miami. Like you're screwed. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, it's the police doing it. So <laughs> it is the police. Doing it. <laughs> if there's one thing that I learned from watching these documentaries, right? Too, just like that, it took normal people to mm-hmm. solve like 50 right. rapes and murders and stuff um, that literally if you can't rely on someone, you got to do it yourself because no one's going to do it for you. Right. I feel like everything in the world, like whether it's going to the doctor or whatever, like you got to do your own research. You got to do these things because right. like, well, no I mean, one's putting the effort into it. That's that like one of the big cruxes of the case of this. My mother's murder thing is that uh, it, it's such an old case and the police are trying to basically save face because they haven't solved it. They're withholding a bunch of information and parts of the case and stuff like that. Just an ever going battle with everybody being like, we're, it's still an open investigation, but you know, we don't know what's happening. You know, if we learn anything from rear window, it's that everybody's neighbors are murdering everybody else. Mm-hmm. My neighbors. 
everyone's neighbors. Well, your neighbors, Brendan's neighbors, my neighbors. Live in a cul-de-sac, so Dave is the murderer, so he's not. His neighbors aren't murdering. It's a bad thing. Just a low victim count, you know. I'm a statistic. Statistically, we're since we're drinking, we're gonna be drunk if we keep drinking. Yes, and once you get drunk, <laughs> legally you can't be charged with a crime. Once legally, you, once you get drunk, you can't get past this transition. Right, right. I was getting there, but then you choked on it. So once you get drunk, you get sleepy, and then you go to bed. Because and once you wake up, what are you? Awake, tired, <laughs> tired. Because Feel of the like implications. <laughs> yes, you're hungover. You're not right now, but you will be. Yes. Especially if you keep drinking. We, we've we all been there. We've Smear all been hungover. Nice. So I want to know what your best hangover story is. Not about the movie. I don't want to know about that. <laughs> okay. So I there's basically there's two ones that come to mind. My bachelor party is probably oh. the, the biggest epic one. Um, just in... Obviously, I wish that we would have saved the security footage of me um, trying to get in my house after we had Ubered back. Right. I'd also wish I could write an apology letter to the Uber driver. Um, didn't you or someone puke all in the back oh, of the I car? Oh, I puked all the time. I, uh, <laughs> Just constantly. They put every, an all IKEA bag around me. Like um, a horse. To ba- yeah, like to, to make sure because they said we're not going to make it home without this. Um, I just remember her, I was blackout drunk, so I don't remember much of it. The next day was horrible. I met most of our friends. I met some people right. peed on friends' bath rugs. Threw up all in my bathroom. I mean, friends' bathrooms, yeah. When but, other people had to work in the morning, yeah, it was bad. So to bad, me, bad night, really I, bad night. I feel like that, I mean, some people wore booty shorts because they couldn't get into the club. Oh my God. So, I mean, Brian. I feel like... <laughs> Like when you <laughs> when you think of epic didn't like, have belt loops, bro. Didn't have belt loops. <laughs> did not have belt loops. When you think of like epic, you know, like bachelor party type stuff, and like the next day, and like we made the mistake of going to um, a restaurant to eat with the bachelorettes and the bride. Oh, it's like a brunch. And, that, and or something like that. Literally, my brother in law and my best friend, like literally threw up in the bathroom of the restaurant because just the smell of food because we couldn't couldn't eat and i mean oh yeah this is all happening like you know before midnight i think we left the bar at like midnight or something because we started so early you know we'd had so many just bottles before that and i had to work the next morning so like i woke rick up from my bathroom floor and i was like hey man i gotta go to work like we gotta like i need you to leave and he's like okay let me get an uber his phone was on one percent and he was like, I don't know where I am in Mission, Kansas. Like, I have no idea where I am. <laughs> so we had finished, before we even left to start, we had, four of us had finished a bot, a fifth of... Um, oh, the brandy uh, or something? Uh, like Rakia, which is plum brandy from Serbia. And it's like grain <laughs> alcohol, basically. And, and so you guys were just passing that around, weren't we you? We were just passing around, taking sips off of it, and maybe taking a chaser of, like, Red Bull. So that's Fucking that's how the day started, um, and so I I didn't realize that I was as messed up as I was. And then like people were just basically like dumping their shots out into my glass, me not knowing because I was so gone that so they were drinking peppermint schnapps. It was in Rick's, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh man. So I mean, as as glorified as that is, epic of a, it's really probably not 
the top story for me. Be- so right because again the next day at brunch when you guys were throwing no. up everywhere, blah blah. blah that was a sh- just a shitty day, <laughs> a no. shitty morning. So a separate incident, which I feel like is a better. Did story. you just tell us a whole story yes. to introduce your yes. next story? <laughs> Perfect. Yes, I this, did. This is the David Jenin way. So I feel like that's probably the it's probably the best overall like day after story. But for like not remembering what you did the night before story, um, when I used to still party with people in Brian Eye's hometown of Lone Jack, mm-hmm. they used to have a lot of bonfires and we'd go and drink. A lot of hoods around those bonfires. A lot of, a lot of crosses in those bonfires. Luckily, no, not in this instance. I, oh yeah, it's one of the ones Dave couldn't make. <laughs> So I was being best friends with a bottle of, as I was calling it at the time, 515, but it was called 151. <laughs> um, so for anyone that that's 151 proof, so 75% alcohol. So I was drinking that all night. 25% bad decisions. David. Yeah. So David. <laughs> so if there's two things that I was told that I don't remember that happened tonight, first, Dave was being creepy drunk to a lady. Great. Oh, sure. And kept who, you know, trying who, to who hit on us. her, and she was politely declining, from what I understand. <laughs> Luckily, I did not take it any further than that, because I'm a good guy. And again, how old were you at this time? Uh, I probably wasn't even 21 at this point, okay. I would assume. So, again, not married. But legally, you were 21. past this. But the epic part of it is I used to have a Ford Ranger. Oh, boy, that Ford and Ranger. that's the epic part? You yes. used to own a car? <laughs> And from what I was told... A smaller truck than what he owns now. So we, you know, at Bonfire, you pull your truck up, back up to the fire or whatever. So I had tailgate down. And from what I've been told, and I've, you know, there's no evidence to verify that this is true or not, I attempted or did complete a backflip off the back of my Ford Ranger when I was drinking 151. Jeez. 515. 515. Five. As I was reminding everyone the whole night, oh, I'm drinking 515. For, I also... So... Um, I still to believe this day that I could have been a gymnast. For most of you listeners that don't know, I'm quite a large fellow and have been for a, quite a while. So me to attempt that move off the back of the truck, I'm amazed that I'm still alive today because <laughs> I probably wouldn't have didn't nail the landing and probably rolled into the fire. From I was going to say, understand. oh boy, Brian would need a ramp for you to get into the house, you know. Now, so because you'd be in a wheelchair. <laughs> yes, I would be the Christopher Reeves of our. Oh. Group. But you are free. You'd be free, bro. You know, free as a bird. Dave, so wonderful, great, drunk, honey healer stories. What about vacation stories? What's your favorite vacation? You know, everyone on summer goes on vacations, or I know even in the wintertime, you guys go on vacations. What's one of your favorite vacations? Tell us about a vacation before you tell us about your vacation. (laughs) 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 Ah, got him. Burned him. So, you know, all my vacations that I've ever taken, let me start with one. So, in the beginning. (laughs) No, no, just kidding. (laughs) So, probably the best vacation pseudo vacation i wouldn't call it because it was a it was a school trip of studying abroad that i took was um i went to netherlands my junior year of college and it's the only time i'd ever been out of the united states i'd Mm. never been to mexico i've never been to canada so it was the first time you know flying international i'm going to the netherlands yeah you started with the netherlands (laughs) that that rules that's pretty awesome well and i have a degree in horticulture so it's like it's like the mecca for horticulturalist i mean they the machines the the flowers, all that stuff, because of their climate, like 
you would think because they're so far north that it's like, oh, it's just like Arctic winters and things like that. And they have like – can grow like tropical plants there because they don't get right, too hot. Right. They don't get too cold. So we went to their national mm-hmm. um, arboretum and – I can't remember the name of it right now, and I don't want to butcher it. I think that's that's the number five special at the Mexican <laughs> restaurant, right? The Arboretum. <laughs> <laughs> so when we that's were a special at Arby's Arbor- Arboretum, <laughs> <The> Arboretum. <laughs> <laughs> that would be okay. Let's get it on the phone. Let's get some sponsorship. Right. Arby's beef and cheddar. Yeah, I love Arboretum it. Arboretum, the debates on tap special. <laughs> <laughs> so we go to this Arboretum. And I mean, it's just massive chunk of land. Right. You know, you basically they give you you know bikes that you can ride around because bicycling, obviously, in the Netherlands is like it's like mm-hmm. how you get around. They have right, I think right. I think it's like two to one ratio of bikes to people in their country. Oh wow! Yeah, every the, person owns two bikes, pretty much, or the bikes own themselves. <laughs> they literally have parking garages for bikes. Wow. It's crazy. Ridiculous. It, it's crazy. Like when you see, and a lot of them you'll see that have just been chained up for a long time and they've just like right. been abandoned. So we're at this Arboretum and we kind of, everyone kind of goes off and does their own things. And like this place is known for having like this mm-hmm. national tulip festival and we had just missed it. Like, cause there they like, it's like the end of April and we went there like the uh-huh. middle of May. Yeah. You had to settle for the three lip festival. <laughs> so obviously. Come on. <laughs> Touche. So. I, so they have a lot of canals, obviously, in the Netherlands because it's mm-hmm. a lower um, or high water table. Right. So I'm standing on this bridge looking out of this pond out into a field that's like facing – it's like the outer edge of the mm-hmm. Arboretum. And it's just like this tulip or, or you know farm field. And, I'm, and the breeze is hitting me, the sun's setting, and I'm just like – I'm half a world away. Like, and it was yeah, just, this, you're, you're in, su- you're, you're not at home. You're in some other place. Your like, sundress was yeah. blowing in the breeze. Your clogs were clogging on the, on the, the hills ground. were alive with the sound of music. <laughs> My leader hosen was just really tying me down. That's right. Um, so like in that moment, you just have this euphoric moment of just calm and peace. Right. And that just like how grateful I was to be in this situation of getting to see something mm-hmm. that I never thought I'd be able to, you know, see. And I think. Like with vacations, like that's the moment that you have to have no matter what you do is to like, it's not about, oh, I forgot to pack or, mm-hmm. you know, the commercialization of it and doing all this stuff. Obviously, with having a kid now, like we'll be flying with Davis for the first time to go out to Denver to see my sister and brother in law. Yeah, yeah. And we'll see how that goes. Obviously, we've never traveled before in that, you know, we've only <laughs> driven with him. So that adds a new layer. But having those moments and truly enjoying those and like, you know, appreciating what you're really doing. I that's why I love that moment so much, and it's always vivid. Like I can literally think of that moment and feel the breeze on me, mm-hmm. and and I love that type of stuff. I mean, I'm sure I'm at probably on your honeymoon, like when you're in Hawaii. Oh yeah, we went to Maui. For those of you that don't know that, no, don't know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was it was it was amazing because like yeah, you would look out, you would stand on somewhere and just be like. <laughs> I can't believe one that this is real and we're here like not in Kansas, you know, and not wearing masks, not wearing. Well, yet Maui and Hawaii were very strict on because it's an island by themselves. You know, they're very strict. But when we were out hiking and stuff like that, there's some places you would go to and you'd be like looking out across like just this amazing terrain and lava rocks and stuff like that that were really amazing. Uh, And yeah, it was the same thing. I could still think of being there with Molly and having the sun just coming, the waves crashing and stuff like that. And just taking everything in and being like, this place has been here for so long. 
in this state without anyone touching it. And it's just, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's breathtaking. And then you peed on it. Yeah, I peed. I peed a little bit. <laughs> well, Vargas and I talked about uh, houses while you were gone on air. So we just looked at each other's eyes <laughs> yeah. and we we're like, I can't believe this is real. And Gojira. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, that, that's awesome, Dave. We, I love to hear that kind of stuff because, I mean, now that the pandemic is behind us, way behind so us. So it's over. In our rear view. Yeah, um, it's Delta nice. Delta variation. We'll be able to if, well, well, get vaccinated. Um, it's nice that we can be able to travel more and things like that. And it, it's a lot of fun. I, I do have one question for y'all because I don't feel like I've heard it on mm-hmm. any of the recent episodes and maybe I've missed it. Interesting. Um, what is your all thoughts on the Loki series? Oh, yeah. First of all, we'll ask the questions here, sir. <laughs> You're on our podcast. <laughs> God damn it. Secondly, yeah, it's very it. good. Secondly, Secondly I, I, dig good. It, I dig it a lot. I think it's as of this recording, we, there's only been three episodes. I think when this is coming out, maybe there's going to be the fourth one out. But as of three episodes, it set up a really great mystery. I'm really interested to see like where it goes. Molly's been asking me a lot of questions and I'm like, I, it's fun having a lot of predictions and theories with this show because I think it could go so many different ways and I'm, I'm pumped to see where it goes. I saw that I believe friend of the show Greg had posted that mm-hmm. it's just a Doctor Who ripoff. So. Yeah, the third yeah. episode is oh, very yeah. Doctor Who-ish. <laughs> so I've only made it through the first episode so far, but yeah. I figured it must be pretty decent because I haven't seen any roasting of like Brendan did with the WandaVision whoa, series. Whoa. So. I said WandaVision was in the end was fine. It was okay. It's not what we wanted it to be. I, my hand was, as I was tweeting, my <laughs> hand was up fine. And much like Captain, I thought Captain America started pretty good and then ended fine as well. But Loki, I think it's it's good so far. So we'll see. I'm high key excited for it. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> you said that pretty low key. You know what I mean? <laughs> Do you get it? Because his name is Loki. Yeah, now I, I see why I annoy low. you so much. <laughs> hey, hang on, guys. I dropped my car keys on the ground. You could say that they're... <laughs> <laughs> Sylvie! Sil- oh, wait. They are silver. <laughs> Did they stick to your skin because you got vaccinated? <laughs> yep. I'm magnetic now. Call me Magneto. Well, Dave, you're, you're a friend of the show, family of the show. We love you so much. We're so happy you could come on and bring us high c- uh, uh, alcoholic high C. It's awesome to have you on. We're like Smirnov Ice C. <laughs> <laughs> Is there, do you want to, what have we become? <laughs> Jokes cast. Jokes cast. Is there, do you want people to find you on social media, anything, anything like that? Or, I mean, they can if they want. I mean, I think it's like D Jenin on Instagram or DS Jenin mm-hmm. on Twitter. One of those two. I, I would say I'm a what would be a social media follower. I might put a couple zingers and then I'll mix up like to make a two shell instead of a three shell reference on a demolition like demolition man. man yeah. So, so if and you sometimes like you and sometimes you tweet wrong. Sometimes you tweet at a stream of conscious and it's hard to kind of parse out in Dave Jen and talk what exactly you're what you know you mean. But we got you, buddy. We we appreciate you. Yeah, my wife installed. Um, what is it? It's like Grammarcy app on my computer or something like Gra- that. Grammarly. Is that, yeah, Grammarly. Grammarcy um, Park's a place so in New like, York or something. So it like helps me like the key to have it. better words. <laughs> so it's just, it's a thesaurus. Uh, and a spell checker <laughs> oh, and punctuation okay. checker. Um, I don't know, is grammar punctuation as well? Uh, it's all part, it's all relative. Sure, you sure know. it is. Me smart. <laughs> SMRT. Why use uh, many words when fewer uh, will do tricks? smart. SMRT. SMRAT. Hey. I'll, I'll just end with We love you, Conan. Oh. Yeah. Bye, Conan. We know you thanks, listen. Thanks for listening. Man, thanks for listening, buddy. Conan. Can't wait to see what you do on HBO Max. Yeah. <laughs> uh hey, you know, day two in the books. Pretty special. It's always pretty special. 
uh find us on instagram i don't know why i went to instagram first i do this every time and every time it's and you you slay you slew it it's a fun wild ride you're getting ready to slay it a slew slopped it mm-hmm. hey mm-hmm. dave can you pull up that grammarly <laughs> <laughs> uh email us about hooked on phonics at debates on fans at gmail.com find us on twitter debates on tap find us on instagram debates on picture see that's how it normally goes but sometimes they get caught up the words don't, they don't get in your head about don't it do, don't do don't just, come let, out it, so just let it go i want to be more smarted more smarter no we're falling apart <laughs> we got you the subscription okay <laughs> <laughs> well thanks everyone listening bye